0: Hello, welcome to the Martini Meeting on Zeus Radio for uh, for here Women Talk. Uh, I am Gina Tremarco. I am without my um, usual partner Eileen Soizon because she's um, she's off making money, and uh, but instead I have Rada Herring, who is equally, if not more, awesome. So thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, Gina. We miss you, Eileen.
0: We miss you. She's making money. Well, she says yes to things. Yes, that is kind of the theme that uh, we decided in the past thirty seconds that we've <laughs> evolved to. Because, as women in business and any entrepreneur, we are especially if your business is young and mine's pretty young and Radha's is still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, you are constantly running. I mean, I literally was like. <sighs> trying to make it in here today and have everything I need with me because then we have a I've got a client to see after this and I'm like do I have every like I'm like a mom with a baby. Yeah. Well I almost called
1: you cuz I was running late and I almost called you to say hey I'm almost there. I was going to text at the at the one of the 10 lights that I hit on the way over here. But other texts were
0: coming in, so I didn't get to text you. But you called. I called because I panicked. I'm like, is she coming? Does she remember she's supposed to be here? I'm like, I could do it. I mean, I'm a master, a mistress of improv. I'm like, I could sit here and talk to myself and, and hope that people call. And I wouldn't miss this. Me. Having martinis. this is just like us hanging out. It's having martinis. Exactly. Having let's cheer. Let's cheer
1: to okay. that. Let's
0: cheer to the martinis. Yeah, we need these. Thank since, you, Justin.
1: Since you just ran here and I just ran here, too. So it's the perfect uh, calm me down.
0: Whew. And, and I need it. So, um, and as I mentioned before, we went on the air. I, I have not had a chance to eat today, so I'm going to apologize in in in, in 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 See, I'm already stuttering. Yeah. I'm going to apologize in advance in case I start to get loopy on a martini on an empty stomach. Well, you'll get the sugar from the martini. You'll be you'll be even in about Ooh. five minutes. I hope so. <laughs> um, so we run, and so what we wanted to talk about today was running, running business or starting a business, and how to run more efficiently. And that's what we kind of evolved to before we went on the air is, like, let's talk about tips and – what did you say? Tips and tricks – to running more efficiently. To running more efficiently. And if there's anybody out there who runs a business or is thinking about starting a business and you have any tips or tricks or you have any questions or challenges, you can call us at 914 338 1186. You could also chat in and uh, send comments, questions, whatever you want to send in, but please contribute. We love to have that. Um, so, tips. Tips and tricks to, to being To all efficient. of it, though.
1: Yeah, because not just running the business. Because when you're running your business all day, you and I both know, mm-hmm. we don't have kids. But for all the moms out there, it's even double doubly hard. But it's just even maintaining the house, like oh. doing the laundry. What is that? Yeah, I was watching the um, commercial the other day about that dryer ball. You know, that b- bounce <laughs> dryer thingy? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I almost ran out to... To CBS and to just to buy it because I'm thinking, okay, does it really take that long to take the static sheet thing and put it in the jar? No, but it's one less thing to do.
0: I, I hear you. And you know, the, I admire Eileen so much. Like, she's one of my idols because, because she's a mom running a business. Mm-hmm. And we talk about what we're doing as a lifestyle business. And recently, one of my mentors posted in one of his blogs about, Are you a lifestyle architect? Like, are you, you know, building the lifestyle that you want with your business or are you really working around the clock? So, and I have been all week. But see, that's the question I have for those who are in years
1: three, four, five, six of their business. I mean, I'm assuming, please, someone call and tell me I'm right, that it's not going to always be like this, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would like someone to call and tell us that because. Somebody. I, I started to think that, and you know I've run a lot of businesses for other people, and it's usually the first 18 months that is just really, really hard because you're trying things, you're setting up processes, and you're throwing things at the wall seeing what's going to stick, what's not going to stick, and so there's a lot of upstart. Oh, and guess what? Then it changes. And then it changes. Because I just, well, I was running over here today
1: because I had a class, and it was talking, it was a real estate class about how to, you know, improve your business, be more efficient, you know, all the same stuff that anybody in business would talk about. But while I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this woman who's a very successful real estate agent, uh, number one in the Carolinas, and she's telling us all these wonderful ideas, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I want to do all of these things, but when? I have to reserve time to do, implement these new systems because things change all the time. Oh,
0: right. So- and we, we started to talk about that, like the and I live by the power of yes and, it's like you you have to say yes to a lot of things in the beginning and then it gets to a point where it's like, why did I do that? Yeah,
1: a good friend told me that, that I should say yes to
0: everything. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, wonder who that could be. I say yes to an, a lot of things. I've become more selective on if I'm saying yes. Really? You've become more selective? A little more selective. I mean, I'm still saying yes, but it's kind of like, yeah, I could do that. And how about we do it in February? Right. You know, like when I get asked to... I've been getting asked a lot to speak at events. Mm-hmm. And that and that's cool, but it, it requires preparation. Right. And there's only one of you. And there's only one of you. To speak. And um, someone... Um, Someone on the chat says, delegate, delegate, delegate. And what's interesting about that is the person who wrote that is a person that I delegated to about 10 minutes ago <laughs> because, <laughs> because I found myself in a bind for something. And one of the, one of the tips that I had written about being successful was um, asking for help. But I'm guilty of not doing it. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of asking for help, I haven't seen you in a while,
1: so I haven't told you this. I went to another seminar, and and in the seminar, I cannot remember the name of the guy. Maybe somebody out there listening knows. It was a gentleman who his his ambition in his 20s was to meet every high-power executive, high-power CEO, and he said that – oh, I can't remember. I think it was – anyway, he's got a book and a a CD, but he was excellent. I watched his video, and he said that when he met the CEO – Of Coca-Cola, I think that's the one it was, or maybe it was Ritz-Carlton. It was one of those two CEOs. He said, what is the difference between a successful person and one who may not have the same level of success? He said that what that CEO said to him changed his entire life, and that was what you just said. It is the person who's successful has the ability to ask for help regularly. Mm, Brilliant. And I never heard of that.
0: That is brilliant. It makes sense. Yeah.
1: Right? Because we don't know everything.
0: We no, and that's, you know, and that's what's that's what's really cool is that I don't claim to know everything, and I like to be able to learn from people, which I think mentoring is so much so important for that. Mm-hmm. But it was just funny that I, I forget to ask for help. And it's not, and I had someone else who said to me, you know what, I really want to help you, but I don't want to step on your toes, so I never really say anything, and I don't push you on it. And... She said, people she, that you work with? People I work with. And, and she, she followed it up with saying, um, you know, I know you like to be in control. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, it, it's true. I mean, I am a little bit controlling, and I have no problem admitting that. However, I mean, I don't mind asking for help. I just forget. Well, you know, I think I forget. Well, I don't really forget. I just think that no one has time.
1: I feel like if everyone's running like I'm running, that they probably don't have time. And I guess that's my problem, is that I sh- should realize that people actually do want to help. Mm-hmm. They say yes, to Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I had a friend once who kept pushing me to get an intern. Hmm. <laughs> She's like, get an intern, get an intern, get an intern. Hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a great idea. And I don't want to say but, because and I don't believe in saying but. And as soon as... As I get my systems in place uh-huh. and I know what I need that intern to do, right? then I can do that.
1: No, that's, uh, believe me, it, having an intern, partnering up with your local university to get an intern is a great way uh, to give back to, you know, a young college student. Also, you can get some work done inexpensively. Uh, but the problem is, if you don't tell them what to do or plan to tell them what to do, they sure aren't going to just sit there and do it. So, yeah, I I understand. I love... When's that happening for you?
0: I love... I love when I have employees who just take the initiative to do things. Like, they just do it. But that takes time. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it takes time to build that relationship when you're working with people. Like, I've had incredible people on my team that, after a while, just knew how I functioned. Well, you really... I mean, let's be honest. You really
1: want people to. I tell my husband all the time because he supports me in my business, and he's like, "Well, what do you, what, you know, we'll we'll be doing a marketing piece or doing a brochure," and he's like, "Well, how's this look?" I'm like, "You know what? I kind of want you to be one step ahead of me and kind of yeah. read my mind." <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying
0: that to Jay, the guy helping you in your office, yes, Jay. or Jay, your husband? Uh, both. <laughs> he just happens to serve both. <laughs> <laughs> both uh, job titles. and I think, you know, we often expect people to read our minds.
1: You ever watch that show, Flipping Out?
0: Yes. Okay. So that guy's he's a little... Crazy. Yeah, he's crazy, but you know, he I hope I'm never that crazy. <laughs> I probably am, and nobody's telling me.
1: No, he's crazy neurotic, but he's yeah. so fun to watch, right? And what does he always want? He wants all the people on his team to be reading his mind. And I'm like, hmm, is he so wrong to want that? <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: That teacher. to me is Nirvana. If uh, I found that like personal assistant who could do that, uh, my uh, life I would know. be. But you know what? I would get bored because I like chaos. Oh please, you do not. Yeah, but I thrive on yeah. it. I function. Well, I function better in chaos.
1: You just I like to have a lot of balls in there. Maybe that's it. I don't know about chaos. Not chaos. Because you're but a control
0: freak. So self, self proclaimed, self proclaimed mm-hmm. control freak. Yeah, totally. Um, couple of things on the chat I just want to read because oh if they're chatting, I want to read it because yeah. I appreciate the chatting, so please chat in. Um, starting and running a business is like having a baby. The first year, you just run yourself ragged and finally get a schedule that works. And then the kid learns how to do something new, and the schedule gets thrown out the window. Hey, that's a great analogy, <laughs> but here's my problem. What if you're starting a business and have a baby?
1: I've got a girlfriend who's doing that now, and I feel like I run, run, run. Her. I know she started up a photography business, and she's got a small baby, and now the baby is starting to crawl. So she's like, I can't. You know, when the baby's small, you can just put the kid to sleep and then work at night or whatever. But mm-hmm. now the kid moves around. That's a problem.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a lot sure of my projects seem to move around. But do you have a little (laughs) nine-month-old? Sometimes it feels like it. (laughs) Chewing up your homework. Um, Different versions of children. Yeah. I mean, in different forms, kind of nagging at you or pulling at you. Or, you know, I'll be in the middle of thinking or working on something, and someone will be like, "Uh, Mm -hmm. can we, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, God, don't take me off focusing from that because I will lose all momentum. Well, you know what I do when I come in the office and I don't want to be, cause we,
1: I, I have a, an associate of mine that helps me and then also Jay and we all work from home. I walk in and I say, I'm not here today, you don't see me, I'm not here. So, so far
0: that's worked. <laughs>
1: That's I'm going to try okay. that.
0: Yeah, I'm not here today. I'm going to try that in my home office. Well, we're getting ready to take a break, so um, we will continue when we come back from break talking about tips and tricks to running more efficiently in your business. Um, please chat in or give us a call, 914-338-1186. The Martini Meeting on Zeus Radio. Be right back. This is Paul Trula. Welcome back to the Martini Meeting with Gina Tremarko and Rada Herring. Um, Before we went to break, we were talking about um, tips and tricks to run your business more um, efficiently. There are a couple other comments um, that I wanted to grab off the chat before we go on. Um, Jessica says, what about people who run businesses and ask and ask and ask and ask for help? Mm -hmm. And she also says and what about people who ask for help and suck your energy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what well so oh so she's the one providing the help? Um or is she is she
0: asking, asking, asking for help and no one's I, I think, helping her? I think she's talking on both sides. Like, what about people who ask for help and then suck you like for your energy? Like, okay, I'll help you and then maybe they just don't stop asking. Hmm. Um that's when I just say I can't help you anymore. Uh, um,
1: there's a simple phrase, just say no. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. Um, see, I've never had a problem. I've never been like the people pleaser. I've, I've always been able to say no. Like, Well, I should say before I started my business, I've always been able to say no. Mm-hmm. But even since I started the business, I know that there's only one of me. So when someone asks me to do something, I always say I would love to do that. But let me just check with my partner and with my calendar to make Mm. sure I haven't been double booked. Yes. And then it buys me time. I like that. I'm always about buying time because you don't want to say no, because you really kind of do want to do it. right? You kind of want to accept the invitation and you know it's an opportunity and you never know where it's going to lead, but you need time to think about
0: it. Mm -hmm. So I always blame the partner. That's good. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually blaming the calendar. This, oh, okay. this happened recently. Um, I've been getting asked to do a lot of different things, participate in charity events, and and speak at different things, which is really cool, because I look at it as marketing opportunity. Right. And I'm only going to do things that I, I mean, I'm going to do things for the for the good of a cause because mm-hmm. I believe in that, but I also look at, am I going to get something out of this marketing wise? If I'm not getting anything out of it revenue wise, so I was approached. I was approached to be, um, let's just say, one of those charity events that re- that requires like kind of a Dancing with the Stars kind of thing Ooh, okay. to be one of the dancing celebrities, and and I was like, um, I'm gonna have to get <laughs> back to you because um, I need to check my calendar because I, I actually. And and it's true. It's not a lie. It's like my calendar for the fall is not complete. I'm w- a little bit behind in that. And you have pretty, like, with your
1: theater, you have set schedules. So you sort of know, sort of, what's coming up.
0: Y- yeah. yeah. A- and it's kind of hard because cause there's, there's two businesses involved here. Mm-hmm. There's one by day and there's one by night. And mm-hmm. so there's really no break in time. And so this dancing thing would require, like dancing. And do you know how to dance? Not this dance. (laughs) And it would require dancing. (laughs) It's called shag dancing. Oh, okay. Uh Shag dancing. Um, And for that commitment, It's like one thing to show up for the event. You have to rehearse. But the rehearsing, Mm -hmm. I'm like, where would I squeeze that in?
1: And you have to learn how to do the dance and then do the rehearsals. Right. And then do the event. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like, and I really want to do it because it would be really cool. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that would work with my diet regimen right now. That would be forced exercise. Yeah, double whammy. Double whammy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? How can I be more efficient? Yeah, it'll help triple, my diet. You yeah. could do a
1: triple whammy. That that's the ideal business opportunity. But I had to go back. Be- you know, I still haven't answered them. But the reality is, I just don't know how it's going to happen. When's your deadline? Answer them. I don't know. They
0: said they call me back. <laughs> I hear he's pretty persistent. He's Uh-oh. like a realtor. So. Oh
1: no, he'll, not a
0: re- not a pesky realtor. Yeah, he'll be he'll be persistent with me. So right now I just bought some time. But again, the point is is not being quick to say no, and as much as I stand by and preach and teach the philosophy of yes and, you know, sometimes my gut goes, no, my inside voice, Mm -hmm. and then I go, okay, wait, Mm -hmm. listen, Mm -hmm. listen to the opportunity, take some time, tell them you'll get back to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like I want to try to make everything work, but Mm -hmm. again, it comes down to, Time management.
1: Yeah, I mean, how, there's only one of you, and that's what I always remind myself. There's only one of me. As much as I want to do all of these things, I really can't. And then you know what ends up happening is I commit to all of these 50 million things, and then at the end of the day, no matter how much I think that I've been successful with, be it a client or be it with one of my teammates or whatever, there's always the the two successes for the day are trumped by the three supposed in my opinion failures of the, of the day hmm. like I didn't get that email out or forgot to call that guy or I didn't get that contract done or and so I always have to remind myself I'm not very good at this so if anyone has any tips on how to celebrate the little successes it's it's funny
0: you should say that <laughs> funny you should bring that up if anybody does have any do have, suggestions <laughs> if anybody does have any suggestions on on that um, please chat in or call him. Um, I was looking at there's just like so many cool blogs out there that you can read in in business like for women in business and leadership blogs but I I ran across this blog today. Um, It's called Leading Blog, a leadership blog and actually this just came out two days ago and it was about vision and the title of the article is Getting Ideas to Flow and the article goes on to say the single biggest problem in the world is is not finding great ideas but getting great ideas to move. Mm-hmm. to flow. And it goes on to talk about the things um, that we re- we need to rethink to get the ideas to flow. So there's all these different topics that you should rethink and one of them is rethink success. Okay. And it says, know what success looks like. Mm-hmm. How will you know when you have started? Praise short-term accomplishments to appeal to your heart and not just your head it will keep your ideas moving along now I have done this
1: I'll pat myself on the back and uh, you know help fuel the American economy I have a uh, rule that cuz I'm big on if we don't celebrate the little things like the whole year goes by and you wonder what the heck you've done mm-hmm. so I have a thing where um, after every closing real estate closing I allow myself to buy one luxury item usually it's closed right now I'm in the market for the Ray-Ban Aviator sunglasses um, <laughs> So after my last closing, I get the Ray Ban Aviator. So I try when I when I do a closing, I get one piece of something that I've wanted.
0: It's the whole like carrot and stick philosophy.
1: But you know the bad part is when you have them picked out before they happen. Mm -hmm. Then comes the discipline of not buying them until the closings occur. (gasps) Hmm. But I'm doing very well with that. What I'm not doing well with is I go to bed at night thinking, Oh my god, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I didn't do this, I didn't do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's my problem. Yep,
0: exactly. And then I let I let I let it talk to me all night while I'm sleeping. I know, then you can't sleep. Now I keep because I'm getting older, I keep like a notepad. (laughs) By (laughs) your (laughs) bed. Yeah, like, oh god, I gotta do that. (laughs) Three o'clock in the morning, write it down. Don't forget to do that. And does that work? Yeah. Oh, I've got okay, lists. but what if you leave the notepad at home and you get in your car and oh, you away? Oh, no, go it, like it goes everywhere with oh, me. okay. It's like attached to my hip. Okay. That notepad never leaves. I mean, even without it.
1: Where is your notepad? I've got various notepads <laughs> right now. I've
0: got the radio notepads. Uh-huh. But the task notepad is in the briefcase. Okay. Um, a couple other things. Petra says, tweet or text or Facebook your little successes. Oh, wonder where she <laughs> hears that from. <laughs> then go back and look at them all at the end of the day your to-do list will be there tomorrow no need to revisit it but but what if you didn't finish the to-do list oh
1: she's saying it will be there tomorrow it'll still be there
0: it'll be there tomorrow but if you if you at the end of the day read all your little tweets Oh, oh okay like wow look at everything I did today I
1: like that yeah Except now you have to tweet. If you're not a, tw- if, you're <laughs> not, you're if you're not a tweeter, <laughs> you're not on Twitter. Then then you just got to add that whole thing. Oh, which would, which reminds me, uh, at some point in time, I've got to start my social media campaign. That's probably going to be 2011. I just see the see see these solutions make me realize. Oh my gosh, I don't have a Twitter campaign. I don't have a <laughs> Facebook campaign.
0: Maybe I need to figure that out. And I've been wanting to do a blog because it's just another way to brand you is to have a blog. And my very good friend Jessica um, is going to put it together as uh-huh. soon as I can come up with what I envision, uh-huh. which would require me coming up with a vision. Right, which you have lots of free time to just lay around on your hammock yeah, and come it's, up
1: with. It's on the list. Yeah, it's it's on the list. I heard an interesting statistic today. Now, Of course, I was in a class when I heard this that they were talking about real estate specifically, but I think it can apply to anybody. They said that successful, in the context of real estate agents, um, successful real estate agents spend 52 days a year in some sort of training. Wow. So the question I'm is. like, I'm
0: trying to do the calculation in my head.
1: 52 days. I mean, can you imagine? That's a lot. That's a lot. To me, that's a lot. So the question is, do, do other people spend 52 52 days in training, you small business owners
0: out there. Wow. Thank you for pushing that. Since That's I'm in the training industry exactly. and people should not be cutting that out of their budget.
1: Oh, training. I I mean, I try to go to as many trainings as possible, especially when they're free. And uh, one of my associates, I tell her the same thing. I'm like, why wouldn't you go? It's free. And it's faster and easier than reading a 300-page you know, book, even though mm. books are important. But it's a quick way to get your uh, momentum. Mm-hmm. And focus and motivation.
0: I love that. That's, I think training is really important.
1: 52, they said the most successful people, the top agents in the United States, on average, hmm.
0: 52. Well, I'm actually going away for several days um, at the end of the month to go do some training um, because I found a niche in our business for training for attorneys, mm-hmm. but I'm not an attorney. And for credit, not just for credibility, but to understand their language,
1: right, and their industry.
0: And their industry, I feel like I need to go learn that. And every time I work with a client from a training perspective or from like an entertainment perspective, like we're doing a show tonight for a manufacturing association, well I spend hours just reading about their industry. That's
1: what you got to do, right?
0: That's what you got to do by the end of it, I'll know. Say so
1: they're going to put you in a in a courtroom and they're
0: gonna learn about, <laughs> you're going to
1: learn you going to learn about all the lingo like <laughs>
0: they are out of order.
1: Yeah, all that. They're gonna now, what's
0: interesting, <laughs> this is what's interesting. It's it's training for attorneys, but it's improv and psychodrama. Which
1: is perfect for the courtroom, right? Especially right. Especially on the high-profile. And cases. I never really
0: thought about it. And the more you look at using that in a courtroom in litigation, they are storytellers. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to tell a story and captivate people. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. But isn't that
1: sales in general anyway? Like telling the story, Mm -hmm. the training I was in this morning, she talks about don't worry about never tell your client when you're going to list a house what the comps are. Tell the story of what you're going to do and she had all these little tips and tricks which i will be utilizing in my own career you know sitting in middle in the middle of two clients if you have Mm -hmm. two clients whether whatever business you're in always sit in the middle so that they can't like tap Mm -hmm. each other under Mm. the table or whatever she's got other little tips and tricks where the conversation is majority of her conversation is not at a table but it's walking around making people get off of the, her suggestion was don't do the negotiation at a table. If there's a sofa in the room, ask them to come around and sit on the sofa with you. That all of these things go to build rapport and trust and friendship and interesting
0: things I don't currently do, but I will be implementing. That's great. So right. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Well, we're getting ready to take another break um, when we come back. Um, I'd like to touch again on that whole storytelling concept because no matter what you're doing, you're always selling Yep. Whether you're in a courtroom or you're selling real estate we are, or you're trying to get your husband to do something for you, we are always selling, so mm-hmm. storytelling. So we're going to uh, take a quick break. Uh, feel free to chat in with your thoughts, suggestions, questions, or call us at 914-338-1186 on the Martini Meeting. We're going to pour us another one. <laughs> Dusty, shake it up. <laughs> Welcome back to the Martini meeting. Shake it up, Dusty. Thank you. Um I'm not too loopy yet. I I'm so tired. I didn't eat nor did I sleep very much, so I'm like a little nutty.
1: Well, yeah, just for all you listeners out there, we're giving Gina a hard time because she just got through telling us <laughs> that she has a pre-meeting for her meeting. And of course, we had to find out who are these people in the pre-meeting versus the regular meeting. So, yes, It has gotten that
0: bad where you have the meeting for for the meeting. (laughs) It's like, did you read the memo about the memo? (laughs) Did you read about the, you memo? Get the memo? Because the memo's coming. Because <laughs> a the memo. There's a memo that says be aware of the memo.
1: It's like the census thing, right? You yeah. get the card saying that someone's going to come send you a piece of mail to tell us how many people live in your house. I mean, do we really need that first piece?
0: <laughs> Redundancy. <laughs> it's not very efficient. Waste money. Well, this is, okay, this is sort of efficient. This is a company quarterly meeting with all the people who support Carolina Improv Company in Uptown. Right. However, again, this goes back to I am trying to learn to ask for help. Good. And so I'm asking some key people who have been with me for a long time to help me right. and do some brainstorming with me and do some idea kind of stuff with me mm-hmm. before the full meeting with the whole company.
1: Well, once you explained it, it made more sense. <laughs> but when you first presented it during the break, I thought, you're having a meeting before the meeting, and are the same people in the pre-meeting as are in the regular meeting? Because
0: if the answer is yes, <laughs> we're going to need to do an intervention. <laughs> well, the reality is it's actually very efficient because because there's 20-some of us, um, which is small, but a lot for me. Yeah, everyone's schedules are really really crazy and so it gets really hard managing people's schedules and you don't want to put people out f- and you want to value their time mm-hmm. so my thought process was these handful of people that I want to have uh, a meeting with because they do mm-hmm. a, other stuff for, right. for the company right. I thought well they're going to be there so instead of scheduling a separate meeting on a separate day why not do a pre-meeting before the meeting and so it's much more efficient
1: no I am I'm with you on that I I totally support that because when we have our monthly meetings I mean every all the agents on my team don't want to meet so my monthly meetings are actually lunch and learn we bring (laughs) in somebody from the outside who comes in and speaks to our team about anything from you know the mortgage industry to insurance whatever can help us be better at our jobs so I will often ask people to meet me there prior to the meeting so that, you know, because to come 15 minutes early is no big deal. Mm-hmm. But to schedule a whole nother day, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. It's just too much. It's, it's crazy. The I
0: calendar, no. Mm-hmm. I have two calendars. My Outlook calendar, my hard oh. calendar, my Blackberry calendar stopped working, so that's not very efficient. Then i got the calendar on the wall. It's just calendar world. You don't synchronize the uh, For some reason, it's not syncing, which Uh-oh. tells me I need a new phone. I mean, I'm thinking that's a good reason for a new phone.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm liking the i. I'm just looking for an excuse. I'm
1: highly recommending the iPhone.
0: See, the thing with the iPhone is that that, to me, is not efficient from this perspective. Okay. In some places, you have no signal. Oh, come on. In my place of business, really, you cannot talk on the iPhone. Oh, that's a problem it's a huge problem and that's actually what's held me back from getting one. Hmm. I'm like I can't miss a call. Actually, now that I think about it, I have been in your
1: theater and my phone has not worked. You're right. Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it. And but you know, Apple's going to iPhone's going to be open. I don't know when. We need Jeff here to tell us, but um Apple's going to be open I think in 2011 where you can get the iPhone for other
0: carriers. Oh, that's really the way it should be. Because I love my carrier. I don't want to leave my carrier.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I left my carrier of 10 years to go to AT&T because I wanted the iPhone so mm-hmm. much. And Which I'm is brilliant for yeah. AT&T. Oh.
0: Oh what a monopoly. Break it up. I
1: know, seriously. Well, it's about to be broken up. Tomorrow. I mean, AT&T
0: is known for monopolizing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Isn't, aren't, yeah, aren't they the leaders? The Bells. The I goal? mean, yeah. Yeah, I used to work there. I'm oh, that's right. I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with their whole monopoly thing. But they <laughs> but they this iPhone, I'm telling you, everybody who's listening, it will you know when when I first got it, everyone said, Oh, it's gonna change your life, it's gonna make you so efficient, it's gonna da 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 da. And then I got it and I'm like, I get it. I totally get what they're saying. That map feature alone in real estate, oh.
0: it'll, it'll blow you away. Just the apps that you can can you believe there's an improv app? No.
1: I don't have
0: that app. You can get that app, and okay. it's hysterical. Like you can pull up this improv app. So if you need suggestions from an audience, you can pull up this app.
1: See, I think that's in, brilliant. Yeah, therein is the is the reason to get one.
0: <laughs> but I need to be able to use the phone. I, know. I need to be able to talk on it.
1: That, that's um,
0: My very good friend Jessica recently got an iPhone, and prior to her getting an iPhone, she didn't have any access on her phone, like.
1: She yeah. had the old 19. She had the
0: like the, ni- the Cherka uh-huh. 1989 kind of the circa Motorola yeah, 1992
1: right. thing yeah <laughs> exactly
0: oh, wait, no they didn't have them in 90 okay <laughs> millennium we're being we're being facetious <laughs> um, the second she got the iPhone we love you, I think she like started an affair with it really I mean it was like better than anything she's ever experienced and and she had just gotten it and we were actually. Going away together for a week for training, yeah. and like it was hard to separate her from it.
1: And it is quite the networking tool. I will go into oh, a gosh. meeting where I don't know anybody. Like, I'll walk into a room, and if someone's on the iPhone, the first question I ask them is, Hey, what's your favorite app? Because you know, I don't want to <gasps> be not in the know. Ooh, it's like because come the- here
0: often. <laughs> yes it's kind of like that right except,
1: <laughs> except oh my god you know what I just when you said that, okay all you single girls out there
0: a new pickup line
1: It's a new pickup line hey what's your favorite app seriously that is a great idea okay all you single girls there you go but it works beautifully in networking events I'm married but we go to networking events mm-hmm. you know often oftentimes you don't know anybody and during the break everybody's on their phone talking on the phone during trainings or whatever and you'll see somebody sitting next to you with an iPhone and I always ask or they'll ask me they'll say hey um, how do you like your iPhone mm-hmm. it is a conversation piece and then you get to learn about new apps that, you know, you wouldn't have normally known about. It's great. And then you
0: can get someone's phone number. Exactly. Take it, their it, picture, it, store it, it.
1: Hello. Blow
0: it up. <laughs> kiss it at night. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm just getting crazy. You know, that's the thing about it. You can be creative. Ooh, speaking Mostly of busy. crazy, um, someone on the chat says... It has a vibrate feature. L O L. Okay, is but is that too dirty for the martini meeting? No, because I just said it. Okay, but what about aren't all phones? Yeah, uh-huh. all phones do vibrate. Well yeah. then again she had a really old phone,
1: so it <laughs> so, probably did.
0: So this yeah. So that's really new to her. Hmm. But one day I will have that efficient. And they
1: have some crazy things that make your life efficient. I just discovered again, randomly mm-hmm. talking to somebody in my don't know who he is and he turned me on to dragon dictation so awesome what is that it's where you can and it's actually works there's several of them it's the text to it's the talk to text uh-huh. so I can just yeah. do you know say it and then I can text it to you hmm. you know it's safe it's awesome and it actually works so for those of you out there with an iPhone try dragon dictation it's
0: awesome all these efficient things are you doing the Foursquare square thing no what's that Foursquare is, and it's only for iPhone, it's where you can, like, check in somewhere. So, like, if you show up at Uptown Mm -hmm. on your iPhone, it's kind of creepy to me, but you could actually check in, like, I'm at Uptown, and so people can pull up their Foursquare and know where you are.
1: Oh, I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, I'm not crazy about that. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's creepy to me. Like, that poses, for me, like, issues, especially with, like, so many parents letting their kids have phones, like but uh, but if you're worried about that, you can just download the background check app. highly recommend it for <gasps> you've told me about that app yes I love oh that my app. Gosh. we could have a whole show on apps.
1: It, uh, yeah, we should because I'm telling you this iPhone app thing is crazy. Um, <laughs> just, just, just like but it's like just, can I get her attention? <laughs> these are these are these are just a couple more things I've come across over the past like month or so that have really streamlined my life. Mm. that dragon
0: dictation, the background check. Well, if you mm-hmm. could do something with AT&T to get the phone to work in my place of business, I would be happy to do it. I think I just I'll just wait, wait say
1: 2011. That's what I'm reading on the blogs, but I don't know. I mean, know. that
0: would be cool. I can, I can wait till 2011. Yeah. Well, we're gonna take a break. Um, when we come back, I do want to address some of, uh, some of the things on the chats. There's been a lot of chats, but we've just been so busy talking. <laughs> Go figure. Um, so we'll take a break. Uh, we'll talk to you in a little bit. Perfect. He does that every time. I know. He's like, oh, she's singing again. <laughs> are doing karaoke. I want to hear you do Stop karaoke it. one day. I do. I, I would like to do karaoke. That would be fun. fun. I want to watch you do that. We should do karaoke. No, I, I'll watch you. I'll do it. Will you do yeah? it? Mm
1: mm. Come on. I have a terrible take voice. a risk. Take I've a do, risk. I've done it before multiple times, but uh, no. Can't do it again. Um,
0: in this article, it's uh, there's something that says rethink failure. Oh gosh, rethink failure. You could do it. I know. Won't fail at it. Well, during the break, we were talking about um, testimonials. you want to talk about that?
1: Well, it was funny because when I walked in here, Gina says to me how she just received this lovely testimonial or lovely letter from somebody who said she did a great job presenting and how when she's having a bad day that she reads it. And I thought, oh, my God, that's exactly what I do. So one of the tips and tricks that I've learned is, well, what happened was when we started applying for these different awards, you know, part of it is getting a testimonial. Mm -hmm. So I went and got all a a written testimonial from my clients, and and I keep them in a file. And I'd originally kept them in a file because they were being used for my marketing campaigns. But now it's like when I'm having a bad day or – You know you're just kind of down the dumps and you're wondering okay why have I taken on all this I just read the testimonials and they make you feel better Mm -hmm. so for everybody out there just whatever you do I don't care what it is you do but ask somebody to write a testimonial and then read it when you need to be reminded
0: why you started your business Uh, that that happened to me this morning and um not that I was down. I'm just tired yeah. because I've been running so hard. So right. I'm just I'm a little tired, a little fatigued, and I get this email that l- literally made me cry. Oh, I'm like, are you I serious? I love that. I'm like, see, I cried now thinking about it. <laughs> it was just really, really touching to me. You know, when someone says you're my entrepreneurial idol,
1: Oh. and you
0: know who you are, I see you on the chat. <laughs> um, and that is just, you know, there are days when you wake up and you're like, am I making the contribution I wanted to make?
1: And you know what's nice about people that write testimonials in general? It's, it's like, okay, not only for the person who receives it, but the person who writes them. If a person takes the time to write something nice about someone, I just think, or somebody, let's say you've gotten great service. No matter whether, whether it's fast food place or a professional job, whatever it is, it says, I, you know, I'm a big believer in what you put out comes back to you. Mm-hmm. And when you write beautiful, positive testimonials, you take the time to do that for someone who's given great service. You're going to get that back tenfold because you just I'm a I'm a huge believer and you
0: attract what you put out hmm it's like the whole law of physics totally make someone's day um, I was just I was just amazed and, and then and then those
1: people want to help you right so when I get a beautiful testimonial from a client I feel like even though I feel like I give a hundred percent to my clients I feel like doing even more for them you know when you get a great testimonial
0: mm-hmm. oh yeah you know well, I printed this out and put it on my desk. Aww. I was like, that is so cool. I love it. Um, what else were you talking about? Um,
1: testimonial. I mean, just staying upbeat is a challenge. Because, like you said, you're running, running, running. And you can't do everything. And then it's not that you're even down. It's that you're exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But you can't. You really don't have time to be exhausted. No. no
0: not really. No. Adrenaline has to kick in. Oh, you, you started to talk about... You know, you think you're doing a good job, at other people, yeah.
1: when other people
0: don't think that.
1: I don't know if there's any realtors out there, but I'm sure it's the same for the mortgage industry. I'm sure it's the same for insurance people. I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people out there. You know when you have a business and you do something for somebody that you know that you went above and beyond, that you jumped through hoops for them, and they don't necessarily see that you jumped through hoops for them, but you did? And yet, at the end of the day, like I've had some clients who I've gotten, I deal with a lot of buyers, and I've gotten them properties at significant reduction in price with instant equity in it, and they're still not happy. And it's like, what, you know, what is it that I haven't done for you, you know, that I, you you know, you feel like you've done it. But, and then also working with, sometimes I have to work with my fellow realtor peers, and I'm just representing my buyer or my seller, whoever I'm representing that day, and then they kind of think that my requests are unreasonable. you know. So all I'm trying to do is do a good job for my clients, yet I'm causing friction with this other person who seems to think that my requests are unreasonable. So then we have these little arguments. And
0: the reason why I asked you to bring that back up is because it's, it's a lot about perception and everyone's perception of situations are different. The way people react to things is different, or how they experience things is different. It's like if you're being true to yourself and you're doing everything that you think you can do to run the best possible business that, that also meets your mission mm-hmm. and your vision, it's really at the end of the day, how do you feel about what you achieved for the day? And Again, I mean, these are really cool blogs. This, again, is a blog on leading, and it's from a recent blog earlier, was last week, Five Leadership Lessons, Lessons from Warren Buffett's Top Business Leaders. Mm-hmm. And one in particular is, is David Sock- Sockle, Chairman of the Board of MidAmerican Energy Holdings Company. He says, when I was 27 years old, I was, when I was a 27 year old project manager, I had to lead some older, more experienced managers. The reality was that some of them were uncomfortable working with me. That's common. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could do was to keep my head down, check my ego at the door, and work extremely hard to prove that I was capable of leading. I didn't try to convince them of anything other than the need to accomplish everything as a team. My father taught me that it is difficult to control others' perceptions, but I can always control my own actions, and these actions can, over time, alter those perceptions. I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, I need to put that on my... strong. I need to put that right on my laptop and read it every day
0: because it's challenging. Actions over time can alter perceptions. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's their perception in the moment because you haven't built the trust yet. Mhm. Like the trust in the relationship is not there. Right. You can't control what people think. But my gosh, it's going to take forever. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I mean, you have to like be in the
1: business for a g- how many years, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's you know what you know what the thing is I'm having a hard time accepting and so if anybody has any tips for me, please tell me. But it's sort of like, you know, when you, you deal with, let's say, 30 transactions a year, 40, whatever, however many it is you do in real estate or whether you're, whatever your business is, and you deal with X number of clients, all of your clients or all of the people you work with, you interact with, give you fabulous testimonials, That you, you work very flawlessly, seamlessly with them, and they always say, oh, I can't wait to work with you again on the next deal. And then you get the one or two that seem to think you're crazy. <laughs> And I'm just like, okay, I seem to work okay with these other hundred people.
0: Perhaps it's you. <laughs> well, that's what I call the 80-20 rule. That's the 20% of the people give you 80% of the problems. Ugh. Yeah. And then you focus 80% of your time on the 20% And that's what the I'm trying to
1: figure out, is how do I just let it go? Like, okay. You just have to. I know. But how? <laughs>
0: That, that, that's the million-dollar question for someone who might be a control freak. <laughs>
1: I'm just, I mean, I'm, I, I
0: say it. I love you. I mean, I'm self-proclaimed controlling. But we want to try, you know, that's what I, what, what I loved about this quote. It is difficult to control others' perceptions. You're right. We have no control over it. Meanwhile, work. meanwhile, uh-huh. and I heard this I heard this um, at the leadership summit recently that I attended. This goes back to getting ideas to flow and vision and things that you should rethink uh-huh. to get your ideas to flow. Uh-huh. And earlier I said rethink success. This one is rethink complexity. We create complexity by overanalyzing our situation, creating issues where there were none, forgetting our purpose. Complexity obscures the issues. Keep the issues as uncluttered as possible. Often an outsider can see the situation and the real issues more clearly than you can. Try asking, am I making this a bigger problem than it is because of fear, Mm -hmm. insecurity, or lack of knowledge? Here's the key quote. Is this really a problem to be solved or a tension to be managed? Mm. I recently heard this at a leadership summit. I love that. Problem to be solved or tension to be managed. There are some things that are not solvable. There are no solutions. So if you cannot solve them, Mm -hmm. just realize, if you can accept the fact that you cannot solve every problem, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then those problems just need to be managed.
1: Yeah. I love that quote. Okay. I'm going to be needing this to attach. <laughs> I need a little printout. I'm going to tape it to my laptop every day. You know, it's like I've got one right now who's like one transaction right now where the person's acting crazy. I've got all these other transactions flowing nicely. And then I got this one transaction. And the sad part is the one transaction of the person who's acting unprofessionally and uh, you know make and turning the tables on me making it look like i'm unreasonable and i'm like listen i'm just representing my client this Mm -hmm. is what they're saying Mm -hmm. okay i'm just the broker we're just brokering the deal but it's trying she's gotten my she's gotten my attention
0: and i hate that so i gotta manage the tension
1: (laughs) don't solve
0: the problem if you you start looking at it like that it's Mm -hmm. it gets a little more liberating to go you know what this is not going to be solved Right. I just need to know how to get through it every day and manage it without letting it bother me. I'm actually consulting with one of my clients right now who has hired us to come in and do some team building with her team and she's having problems with uh, one particular employee and so I'm doing this phone consulting with her for this mm-hmm. one employee and it's like, you know what, you cannot change her perception. You're not going to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. You just need to know how to deal with it Right. and get through it. Right. So be it client, co-worker, spouse, whoever. I mean, isn't most
1: of what we do managing people anyway? Mm-hmm. The psychology of people? You know, it doesn't matter what your title is. You're really just a psychotherapist. Oh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For yourself and other people, your clients and your associates and your employees or whatever. You're just... At, uh, the, yeah.
0: at the end... <laughs> And I know we got to wrap it up, but there was something else in here, <laughs> another quote, so and then we'll go. I need some wisdom. Um, this comes from Kathy Baron Tamrez, president and CEO of Business Wire. Again, this is from the Warren Buffett's top leaders. Um, I think a liberal arts education is invaluable in preparing one for the world.
1: Huh.
0: And you look at that; it's like everything that we do and selling and managing and dealing. It's like you know psychology. Um, storytelling. Mm-hmm. Those are not MBAs. No. That is just human psyche. If yep. you can manage and understand human psyche, you're going to be that much more successful in everything that you do.
1: I agree. I, and that is, it's a lifelong mission to understanding this. Mm-hmm. You can't stop. You have to constantly work at it. Exactly.
0: So I don't know. so that is the moral of today's show. <laughs>
1: Go to as many trainings as possible. <laughs> Read as many books as we, possible. We
0: hope you've enjoyed our um, totally last-minute, decided, uh, <laughs> created produced show on tips and tricks to running a little more efficiently in your business or in your life. Um, but this is typically how our lunches go anyway. This is how our lunches go. They usually go three hours. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's usually you, me, and, and Eileen. And like two or three of those. And three Shakers. martinis. Yeah. And uh, it goes on for several hours, and these are the kind of conversations that we have, just like we did today. And everybody needs it. Everybody needs it. So
1: find your your girlfriends that share your same issues. Exactly.
0: Well, thanks for being my co-host. Thanks for inviting me. I can't wait to have you back. Anytime. Thanks for listening to the Martini meeting uh, today. Um, Next week, um, I don't know what's going on next week because Eileen's gone and I need another co-host. Maybe Rada will come back. (laughs) Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Martini meeting on Zeus Radio for hearwomentalk.com.